Welcome back to episode 3 of Dwight Explains the Bible. So today we're going to talk about heaven and hell and how Christianity invented them. And then we're going to talk about how women are a useless component of life in the Bible. So the concept of heaven was invented by the New Testament. Again, the Jews didn't believe in any sort of an afterlife. They believed you had some sort of a spirit or a soul, but it died when you died. The Greeks, who are credited with writing the New Testament, had a strong belief in the afterlife. Due to Homer and a couple other famous poets, they believed that your soul or your spirit lived on. So they invented the concept of heaven to help uh, like encompass a lot of the different beliefs and unify them so they could share one belief system. But the Jews always believed that their gods were only there to help them now, to help get them out of trouble right now. Hell is a bit more complicated, but in the Old Testament, hell, the word hell is translated from two different words, Sheol and Gihana. Sheol is just the literal pit, the literal grave that you dig somebody when you throw them in the ground. So when somebody dies, you, you dig, dig up a spot, you toss them in, and you cover them with dirt. That's Sheol. Everybody goes to Sheol. Everybody goes to hell. Then there's Gihana. Gihana, which is the son of Hana, which is a valley outside of town where people would burn their dead bodies in the rubbish, and the fire would always be burning. The everlasting fire. There's another reference that I briefly talked about before where there's a devil who's in control of this hellish place for demons called Tartarus or Tartarus. And then there's Hades. Um, but all of these got conflated into one idea. And the image of hell was primarily from Dante's Inferno. So now the New Testament comes along and tries to redefine the Jewish writings into saying something that it doesn't actually say or doesn't mean. Jesus talks about an eternal torment, which is just not being in heaven. It's not being burned alive in hell forever. John 3.16, God so loved the world that whoever believes in him should not perish. Perish means die. It doesn't mean burn alive forever. Um, revelations. Everything gets thrown into the lake of fire. That is the second death. So perish and death means the end. That's it. It doesn't mean an ongoing torment. So even with the New Testament, there is no eternal hellfire. When Jesus talked about the kingdom of heaven, he was literally talking about a kingdom on earth that would be ruled by heaven's principles. And you don't have to take my word for any of this. Again, you can look up the Hebrew to English lexicon and research it yourself. 
In fact, don't believe anything I say. Research everything yourself. The more information you have, the better. So now let's talk about women's roles in society. Women in the olden days had one purpose, and that was to remain pure so they could carry on a pure bloodline. This was exceptionally important for the Israelites. The Israelites had an immensely strict purity culture. This was so important to them, they would even throw out the baby with the bathwater. There's a section in the Bible where it talks about the tokens of her virginity. What this meant was when men would buy the daughters to become wives, they wanted a pure bloodline, a purebred. After the man would buy the other person's daughter, they would biblically know each other having sex and then the parents would hold up the bed sheets in front of town and they would hold them up to show off the wet spot in the sheet this wet spot would include a little bit of blood from the virgin daughter's broken hymen this blood was the token of her virginity this would be a way that the parents could prove to everyone else that they had raised a proper woman. If there was no blood found, no token of her virginity, then the parents were supposed to take the daughter to the edge of town and stone her to death. Because as the Bible says, she's a prostitute or promiscuous or playing the whore and they are supposed to purge that evil from their town. And let me give you a quick anatomy lesson, and you can Google this to find out for yourself all the details, but all girls are born with a hymen, but the hymens are all different shapes and sizes. Some of them are a complete piece of skin that covers everything, and some of them have barely any shape at all. So it's very possible that they were penetrated, but there was no blood. It's also possible that the new husband had a short bat and was unable to reach the hymen. Regardless of these factual aspects to anatomy, if there was not blood to be found, the woman is considered an evil whore and should be stoned to death. And remember, these rules come from God, the God who is the creator and designer and knows everything. So either God didn't know this, didn't design it, or he just doesn't care. And he says, well, the rule is good enough. Kill the innocent people along with the guilty people. I don't care. So just take a minute right now and just put yourselves in the shoes of the daughter who has lived up to these insane requirements her whole life. And she was a proper virgin, a proper servant, and now 
she finally gets to marry this complete stranger who's probably like a creep bag in her eyes. And now she's going to spend the rest of her life, which is probably just a couple minutes, being yelled at and accused of all these horrible things. And then she gets stoned to death. Put yourselves in her shoes for a minute and then praise God. Moving on to Numbers 31. Kill them all and save the virgin daughters for yourselves. So Moses, as instructed by God, took his people to destroy another village. And when doing so, the people killed all of the men. But they left alive all the females. Because, you know, females weren't fighting, they're innocent. But Moses said, no, that's not good enough. But you know what? Kill the rest of the women, except for the ones who have never known a man. So if they're a virgin, you can save them for yourselves. They are the spoils of war. So now, Moses and his people just wiped out this entire village and now has all these sex slaves that they're dividing up amongst the barbarians who killed everyone. Now, some of you may know in Deuteronomy 21, they have rules of combat with other countries. Here, there's certain standards you have to do. So when you bring back a virgin daughter, you have to trim her nails, change her clothes, cut her hair, um, and you have to wait 30 days, and then you can make her your wife. Some translations will just flat out say have sex with her. And then it says, if you no longer find delight in her, you must send her out. You can't kill her, you can't sell her, because you've already defiled her. So we're going to make her your wife. So the guy's going to be like, I know I just killed everyone you knew and loved, and you're probably worried that I'm going to kill you right now, but will you marry me? Praise God. And then we're going to look at the female slaves and the concubines. So you'd think that, okay, just because it's a female slave doesn't mean it was anything sexual, except that Abraham wanted a child and his wife was momentarily barren so he had sex with her slave. The infamous King Solomon had over 700 wives and concubines. These are all God's chosen people. But don't worry, it gets worse. So now let's look at Lot and his wife turning into a pillar of salt. So, Lot had messengers show up to his house and said, hey, we're going to torch the city, but you and your family have been spared, so you need to get out of here. So it was Lot and his wife and his two daughters. And some of the townspeople came over and said, hey, we saw you had new visitors. Um, bring them out so we can have relations with them. And Lot, being the good man of God that he is, said, no, they are visitors in my house and you will treat them as honored guests. 
Here, take my virgin daughters. You can do anything you want to to them. Again, just throwing the women out like they're nothing. They're nothing but a piece of property. Put yourselves in the daughter's shoes right as the dad says that. Here, rape my daughters. I don't care. The visitors are more important than my stupid daughters. So, Lot and his family escape the city and the angels or messengers tell them don't look back. Just keep going. And the wife curiously looks back and because of her disobedience, she turns into a pillar of salt. Praise God. Okay, so that's where the story normally ends, but if you read in the Bible, it continues. So, Lot and his now two daughters head to a cave for the night, and the daughters are worried about their father's bloodline. So they do what any rational person would do. They got their father drunk, and they both slept with him. They got him drunk on wine, and they take turns laying with him so they could carry on his seed. And that's the end of the story. There's no morals given to it. There's no anything given to it. But it's hard to fault the daughters for this after their dad just tried to cast them out. So obviously there's something weird with the purity culture going on. Um... They know they're useless, so they're just worried about their father's bloodline, and that's what's important. God only cares about purity culture. And I know you're thinking, that's awful. But don't worry, it gets worse. Now we're moving to Judges 19. This is the story of the Levite and his concubine. So the Levite was traveling to another city... And it was getting late, so he and his concubine had to stop for the night. So they stopped in the city, and they knew it was a little bit of a hostile city. But the Jews have a custom. They go sit at the town square, they sit by the fountain, and then a Jewish family from in that city will come up to them and invite them in for the night. So that's exactly what the Levite and his concubine did. They sat at the fountain and a Jewish family came up to them and invited them in. So when they made it into the house, some of the townspeople came up and said, we saw you have a strange man with you. Bring him out so we may know him. Now, this quick-thinking man of God, the Levite, he knew he was in danger. So his reaction was to toss out his concubine to the townspeople. The townspeople ravished this girl all night long. Let me rephrase that. They raped and molested her all night long. So much that she died. She died from the Levite tossing her out like a lamb to the slaughter. So in the morning, when the Levite saw her dead body, he chopped her up into 12 pieces and then mailed those 12 pieces to the 12 tribes of Israel to show them what this town has done. But don't worry, the man was okay. But that's the Old Testament. 
Okay, New Testament. Women submit to your husbands. Women should be silent in church. Women should have their head covered when prophesying in church. The New Testament does not clear up this issue at all. The issue of women being a second-tier citizen continues on through the whole Bible. In the next episode, I'm going to kind of jump all over the place covering some of the common Christian rhetoric that you hear, that the church teaches, and stuff like that. Um, so it's going to be kind of all over the place, but it's going to be more about the New Testament. Again, if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at joeg at atheist.com. Thanks for listening.